This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google Profitability-Movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Over the next few weeks, I will share some ideas to help your business and you in 2022. Implement a few of them, and you will probably see increased sales and increased profitability. We talked about SEO and how to use customer service to scale your business. Today, we'll cover two critical things necessary to thrive in 2022 and survive long term. First, cash, and after the break, maintenance. So let's dive into cash. Question that I always get, or not always, but often get from contractors is, well, how much cash do I really need to save? And I always answer that by what is your risk tolerance? And they kind of look at me. Well, look at it this way. Let's assume you have a huge tolerance for risk. You like living on the edge. You only worry about making sure there's enough money for payroll every week and to pay your bills you know, once a month. There's almost no money in the savings account and you get a thrill of, of living like that. Or let's take the opposite side of it. You're totally risk averse. You've got a year, maybe two years of savings in a savings account because you don't want anything to happen that you don't have the money to pay for. And you can't imagine what might happen, but you want to make sure you have enough money to take care of it. I'll give you an example of a really risk-averse client um, who something happened to. He had about $800,000 in his savings account, and he was comfortable with the $800,000 in his savings account. Unfortunately, he got sued because, quote-unquote, he hired a person who had a non-compete agreement et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This court case lasted three years and he ultimately prevailed. The cost, $700,000. Now he had 800,000 in savings, so 700 of it evaporated to attorneys. Not exactly a fun thing to do, but he had the 700,000 and everybody who told him that that was too much money, he ignored. And he was right. So I'm not saying you're going to have a horrible experience like that. I mean, it was $700,000 to prove him right. So it is what it is from that perspective. But the, the key is that he had the money and he didn't have to worry about taking the money for all of the legal fees out of his normal daily operations. It was one less thing he had to worry about in a very stressful three-year period. So if you're not totally risk-averse and you don't like living on the edge, what's a good amount to really have in a savings account? Well, this is a rule that I normally use for most contractors and actually for myself. So I look at two things. First, I look at payroll and what the monthly payroll is in your busiest month. So for most of you, that's probably June, July, or August because there's a lot of overtime, it's hot. Or for those of you who are up north, it may be 
November, December, January time frame because it's really, really cold. But anyway, whatever that number is, multiply it by three. So that's part one. The next thing I want you to do is to look at your overhead for that same busiest month. Now, overhead really and truly doesn't vary dramatically from month to month, but in your busier months, you're probably going to have more gasoline expenses. You might have more repairs. You're going to have a few extra expenses and overhead that you won't have in your slowest months. So take your busiest month, payroll, multiply by three, and take your busiest month, overhead, and multiply by six. So when you get those two numbers, add them together. Then you're in a situation where you look at how much savings you have in your savings account. And if it's more than that number, terrific. You're probably okay. I'm not saying you're going to be, you might be slapped with a lawsuit. But generally, most of the time, it's okay. If you don't have that much money in a savings account, and you really are comfortable with those numbers, then let's look at 2022, or you need to look at 2022 as a way to get that much money in a savings account. And it might not be all of 2022, it might be 2023, you know, depending upon how much you have starting with and how far you have to go depends upon probably how long it's going to take. Two ways to do this. Number one, save one to 2% of every dollar that comes in the door. All right. So you get a check in the door for $10,000 and you're going to save 2%. That's 200 bucks. I promise you, you can operate on $9,800. All right. So put the 200 bucks away every Friday. However much has come in in deposits, you take 2% of it, put it in savings account. And you're going to think, well, $200 is really not a lot of money. I agree by itself. $200 is not a lot of money. But if we add $200 here and $200 there and $300 here and $100 there, you know, and it just adds up and adds up and adds up, pretty soon you're going to have a lot of money in a savings account. I beg you. When that number reaches 50, 100, 200, half a million, whatever that number gets up to be, do not go to the big boys or the big girls toy story. Toy store, sorry. I have seen so many of my clients have really, really good years and say, I deserve a present. And they take the money out of their savings account to buy a toy. Yes, a boat. Yes, a car. Yes, stuff. That's your rainy day savings account. Keep it there. Don't get tempted to go to the big boys or the big girls toy store. Please don't do that. Um, it's not exactly fun when you realize what you've done. And I've had a few expletives when, they, when I remind the contractors what they've done about that. Um, and it's like, oh, I will not repeat the expletive. So that's the first way. And the second way to do it is to either save all of your maintenance agreement dollars that come in the door or, or save all of your renewal maintenance agreement dollars that come in the door. Some companies do all of it. Some just do renewals. Um, that's residentially. Commercially, save 5% of the revenues that you 
get from your maintenance. The fastest that I have ever seen in all the years I've been you know, working with y'all is $1.7 million in five years. Can you imagine having that much money saved up? You'll sleep really, really, really well at night. So first thing that you absolutely have to know for 2022 is how much cash you want or need in a savings account to feel comfortable, take, take care of any risk that you think might be coming up or other things like that. When we get back from break, we'll talk about the second thing that's critical is maintenance. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. If you want all of your employees to do the things the way you want them to, you have to have clear procedures they can follow. Hate writing? Prefer to be doing things that generate revenue for your company? Then invest in one of my proven operations manuals, best practices that I've developed over 35 plus years to increase revenues and profits, and of course, build wealth. There are manuals for small companies with less than $750,000 in revenue and larger residential, commercial, and plumbing companies. There are also manuals for service managers, dispatchers, and installation managers. As Jim Maltman, owner of Four Seasons in Kingsville, Texas said, everything is in the manual. Now, whenever anyone asks me how to do something, I just point to the manual. It is dog-eared and tabbed. And Ricky Martin, owner of Martin Heating and Air said, I purchased your operations manual last year and have seen a significant difference in our operations since then. Don't waste your time trying to write a manual. Use my proven procedures. Go to www.hvacchannel.tv or call us at 770-729-0258 for the details on each manual. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I talked about how much cash you think you need, depending upon your risk appetite, in your savings account at all times. So this session, or this segment of this, of this podcast, I'm going to talk about maintenance. And I've talked about maintenance in the past, but with all the companies that have been bought and sold this year, and all the companies that I've actually helped value this year, the largest multiples go to the companies who have a lot of maintenance. And it could affect, if you're thinking about selling, the valuation of your company significantly. How much? For smaller companies, instead of getting a three times multiple, you might get a six times multiple. For larger companies, i.e. over six to eight million, your multiple might be eight instead of six. If you're over 10 million and close to 20, Katie, bar the door. Valuation is a negotiation. I've seen a lot of money being paid for companies who have a lot of maintenance agreements this year. Now, will this trend continues? Who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. None of us have one. But let's assume that it doesn't. The fact that you've got maintenance really and truly gives you the ability to sleep well at night for a lot of different reasons, both commercially and residentially, the more maintenance you have, the more service you have, and especially residentially, the more replacements you have. Commercial, not so much, because even with commercial maintenance, even if you've been there five years, 10 years, whatever, many companies' corporate policy is that you get three bits. So whether you've been doing maintenance for as long as you've been doing it, 
does not matter. They still have to get three bids. Now, what they might come back to you and give you what is known as last look, can you do it for this? And you can say yes or no, um, but that's up to you. So commercially getting additional uh, replacement work and things like that is not as much of a slam dunk as it is for residential. But the rule and the rule of thumb for commercial is for every dollar of commercial maintenance, you'll generate somewhere between two and four dollars of service and some replacement work. So, for example, excuse me, let's assume that you have a maintenance contract that's ten thousand dollars. You can assume that maintenance contract will generate somewhere between twenty thousand and forty thousand dollars in service work for you on average in a year. So do all of them do it? No. Some of them may do more than four times. So this is an average of all of your maintenance. And it's the way that you can budget and it's the way that you really and truly look at, at how you can estimate the service work and the replacement work coming in from maintenance for commercial. For residential, as many maintenance agreements as you possibly can get. Why? Because what I'm seeing, especially with my clients, is the closing rate on replacement proposals for maintenance customers is higher than 80%. With some of my clients, it's higher than 90%. Imagine one of your comfort consultants or whatever you call your salespeople going to a home and having a 90 plus percent chance of closing that sale. Or going to a home for a customer who found you on the internet and they're make they're getting six bids, which would that salesperson rather do? You know, think about. It. I mean, I think the answer is absolutely obvious. So, the more maintenance you have, the more replacements you will have. On average, depending upon where you are in the country, i.e., do you have two seasons? winter and, you know, heating and cooling season, or is it just one, either heating or cooling, you're going to get somewhere between 6% and 10% of your maintenance customers replacing their systems every year. And if you're on the coast, every six years, you're probably going to be replacing equipment simply because of the salt. So you have a thousand maintenance agreements or maintenance plans, whatever you want to call them you know that anywhere between 60 and 100 on average replacement sales will come from those thousand agreements every single year. Why wouldn't you increase your maintenance? All right. Maintenance does not make a lot of money. I look at maintenance for all intents and purposes as break even. All right. My net profit per hour for maintenance is five bucks. Yeah, basically break even. Maintenance just provides the basis, the trust with the customer so that the customer will use your company for service and the company will, or the customer will use your company for replacements or projects. So that's what maintenance is all about. But it's also predictive cash flow, both from the maintenance agreement side and the replacement and service side. So when somebody is looking to buy your company, the more maintenance agreements you have, the more predictive your cash flow is. So that's what they're looking at. Now, 
you know, we have all the benefits that that we think about for the customer. You save money on your utility bills, longer equipment life. You don't have to worry about it. It's a company you can trust, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm not going through the benefits of maintenance. What I'm trying to explain and hopefully you get is the fact that maintenance is the backbone of your company. Everything else comes out of maintenance. Does not matter whether it's break-even. It does matter that it's at least break-even, okay? You can't lose $10 on a maintenance agreement because if you have a 1,000 of them, you've lost $10,000. If you have a 10% net profit, which maintenance doesn't, but let's assume it's 10% because we can do that in our heads, that's $100,000 in revenue you have to generate for that $10,000 loss. Not exactly what we want to do. So please, please, please at least break even on your maintenance. At that point, we know that maintenance clients, they refer, they listen to what we have to say, they trust us, they trust you, and you have predictive cash flow, both from the maintenance plan itself, but also from service and from replacement. So if you do not residentially have a thousand maintenance agreements for every million dollars in service and replacement sales, that should be probably one of your goals for 2022 is to get there or get close. If you can't do it in 2022, see how far you can get. And then it might be 2023 or 2024 when you actually achieve the 1000 for every million in in revenue all right construction revenue doesn't count obviously it's just residential service and replacement revenue for there okay so two things that are really critical for 2022 number one make sure you have enough cash in your savings account assuming you're not living on the edge and you love taking risks some of you may then that's fine don't worry about it for the rest of us we worry about it and then make sure that you have enough maintenance agreements to at least have a thousand maintenance agreements for every million dollars in residential replacement sales. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.